at fifth graders. We're going to be diving into a night divided today again and looking at chapter 19 and also 20. There are short chapters. Um, we'll have a little bit of a break in between um, that time of uh, each chapter, have a little discussion, and then we'll go into the next chapter um, too as well. But we'll recap and go back from 19, uh, or sorry, of 18. And in 18, uh, we found out that um, they went down and they started digging already their tunnel. But what I thought was interesting is that um, uh, Fritz is done. Like he absolutely just said he's done. He doesn't like digging anymore. Um, and he said it's over, Gerda. And then he kind of put, uh, it rubbed his head, um, or rubbed uh, my head with his hand. And then that's kind of what she quoted in there. Um, and they, they said they climbed out of the ladder and they wouldn't be back again. Like they would never return. So I thought that was interesting that Fritz just kind of just completely shut it down. Like he's done uh, with that. So we'll see, kind of be thinking about that. Why did he do that? That's kind of the questioning um, that I'm thinking of. Why would he um, just completely shut everything down and with Gerda digging? So I wonder if it's something that maybe he knows um, that we don't too as well. All right, so here we go. Chapter 19. There are none so blind at those that will not see, a German proverb. The night before the last day of school was a long one. I wasn't sleeping well anyway because of my excitement to begin to begin summer break. So when I heard the sounds in the apartment next door, I easily woke up. Someone was crying in the neighborhood apartment, but not just anyone. It was her cross. I couldn't understand at first, and her cross was a strong man who'd come through the world wars and hunger and the death of his wife. I wouldn't have thought of anything could affect him so greatly now. Maybe even though I had release from his arrest, the Stasis had done something that was still torturing him. Because he clearly was crying, which made me hurt too. In the week before the wall went up, almost the same time he had warned my family to leave, he sent his children and their families across the border. If his wife had been well enough to travel, I knew he would have gone with them. Now he was alone, surrounded by the crowded apartment, of assorted tools, car parts, trinkets that would do nothing to comfort him. The crying bothered me through enough that I out of my bed and walked to the kitchen for a drink of water. I was surprised to see Fritz there too. Her cross woke you up too, he asked. I nodded and Fritz um, turned off the water tap. And then the small radio that Mama kept on the counter, which had blared out some night dance music, he motioned me to lean forward to him. He whispered directly into my ear. He's done that every night since he came home. He was crying that finally made me decide to swim the spree. I thought you weren't. I won't. You were right before about the risk of trying to escape that way. But I've been awake at night listening to her cross and wondering what happened to make him cry like that. Then I wondered if it would come to me, you or Mama, one day. My mind was already made up to leave Gerda. I just, I just wasn't sure about how. He drew in his breath and said, Papa might not want us to dig, and Mama would never give us permission, but it doesn't matter anymore. We're going to build that tunnel. I felt so happy that I nearly cried out, but Fritz made some excuse to the microphones about the water not warming up, and maybe we could try in the morning instead. Then we winked, winked at me and leaned closer to the mouth of the words, Tomorrow we begin. It was a lucky thing that this was the last day of school, because I barely heard anything my teacher said in class. We had some tests that I undoubtedly flunked, and the other situation was that a serious problem. But what did they care now? I wouldn't be here in the next school year began. One detail I would have to pay attention was Anna. Our relationship stood, stood, 
Our relationship stood right now, and I wouldn't get inside of her apartment for a simple drink of water, much less the chance to see the death strip. But I hoped to plant the idea of maybe letting me visit one day soon. So at lunchtime, I sat next to her in a casual as possible. Her mouth started to drop open and then pinch close. For the past two months, I'd eaten alone, just as she had. With my brother's arrest and my brother's and her brother's death, we were equally um, tainted. While I picked up my sandwich and began studying hers as if cheese and sauerkraut were suddenly too fascinating for her, bothered, bothered me. My plan was to act as if as anything was normal between us. It wasn't so weeks ago until I've sat anywhere at lunch other than right beside Anna and when she had saved the seat for me. Why does she pretend that these are one of those days? I'm sure excited about summer, I said enthusiastic. Do you have any plans? Anna ignored me or pretended to and knew she was listening. I counted on and Mama left to take care of my grandmother and Fritz isn't working. So we had a great idea. We found this patch of dirt that looks completely abandoned. We might try planting a garden there. Neither of us knows much about gardening though. Do you? I didn't really wait for her to answer and there wasn't any point when she was still working so hard to pretend I did exist. So I reached for my dessert and fruit crumble that was equally quite good and kept speaking while I ate it. The dirt patch isn't far from our apartment, just down the alley to the west. Maybe if I'm working one day and it gets too hot, I could come for a glass of hot water. By this point, I was getting frustrated. Taking to Anna wasn't much different than talking to a stone, and I figured a stone would be more friendlier. We'll plant corn, I think. Maybe some other stuff, too, or whatever we can get our seeds for. We're going to start on it today, when school's over. We probably can't sell the harvest. I'm sure the state wouldn't allow that. But we could give it anyways. It's too bad we can't sell it. I bet our corn will be so good, so juicy and sweet, that every family in Berlin will want some. We could make ourselves rich. Stop it! Anna slammed down her sandwich hard enough to nearly smashed it with her fist. She turned to me and hissed. Why do you have to talk that way? Why do you have to think that way? You're probably getting trouble for growing it. And even if you don't, why do you have to care about getting rich? I know you admire the West, Gerda, all the rich people, but there are also many poor people here too. Nobody has everything here, but at least everyone has something. Why can't we be enough? Why can't that be enough for you? I was so shaken by back by her words. I only sat there in shock. It wasn't things I longed for and that I wanted was to be simpler and how much more complicated. I wanted books that weren't censored. I wanted to see places where only pictures and smuggled magazines had passed through my hands. Places like Canals of Venice and Branches of the South France, or maybe even see someday the Statue of Liberty in the United States. I wanted a home with without hidden microphones and friends and neighbors I could talk, without wondering if they report me to the secret police. I wanted to control my own life and a chance to succeed. Maybe I'd fail, but I, if I didn't, I shouldn't be because of the Stasi's official holding my file made that fate for my decision. None of the involved any of my interest things. I was angry with Anna for accusing me of caring about anything so trivial. We don't want the crown corn we grow. That's fine, I said. I wouldn't share it with you anyway. Then I stood up and marched away. Only did I realize the strange irony in my words to her. Of course I wouldn't share corn with her. I couldn't. There was only one reason for us to be on that land and had nothing to do with the garden. Okay, so we'll stop there and we'll have a quick discussion. I think that what she's trying to um, impose is that um, she really wants um, Anna to be a part of her friendship. But in a way, Gerda's wanting 
to get to her apartment so she could see how far the death strip is. And I think that's what she's trying to plant a, plant a little bit of that seed um, with Anna. All right, we're going to continue on to chapter 20. What is not started today is never finished tomorrow. Uh, Johann Wolfgang von Goethe, a German writer and statesman. The tunnel was under the underway by the time I got into the shelter after school. Fritz had been let out early than me and was already hard at work. Where he could have barely fit his body inside the gap yesterday, he had now carved out a small cove with two meters deep. It looked beautiful. I couldn't keep my smile from spreading. If you work fast every day, we'll have supper with Papa and Dominic next week. Not in time for supper, perhaps, but we'll share their dessert, Fritz laughed. Pulled from his pocket a letter from Mama. I couldn't read it, but he said, Omer Gertrude was worse than she thought. She sent little money for groceries and accept to be there for at least another few weeks. This is the time we need, Gerda. I think we should try to have that tunnel built by then. There was a downside to the news, though. Fritz was wearing a new outfit, workers overalls, that he sent for me. Yours might be a little large, but it is small size they had. I had to use Mama's grocery money to buy them. But why? Mine was brownish gray. Material was, was scratchy. I would have stuffed my skirt into the pant legs, which would make it even more uncomfortable. Even the hardest working farmer would never come home as dirty as we're going to be. These clothes need to be stay in this room and we'll put them over our other clothes to work. That way, even if our hands get dirty, we won't draw nearly much attention. And don't worry, we, don't get hung we won't get hungry. Mama has some food saved up in the cupboards. If we're careful, we'll have enough what we'll need, and she'll send us more money. I looked in the cupboards that morning, and there wasn't much that, he made, that made it sound like. But this tunnel was my idea, so I couldn't have started to complain about it. I sipped the outfit over my school clothes and zipped it up. Feels like I'm playing dress-up in Papa's old clothes, I said as I tried to roll the pant legs higher. Fritz laughed again and helped me with the, with the sleeves when I went back to work. He pointed behind to the bucket with a handle. Your job will be to get rid of this dirt the best you can. The bucket will get heavier if you fill it too full. So just scoop as much dirt as you can and dump it out in the basement above us and come back for more. Again, I wasn't too excited about the idea, but he was right. Fritz would dig much faster than I could, and someone could remove this dirt. Without complaining, I set the work to the end of the job. A lot of dirt was already piled up in the shelter, so I tipped the bucket to its side, pushed the dirt in until it was halfway full, and then hooked the handle over my arm to walk up the ladder. Once the basement leveled, I peered around to make sure I was alone, and then climbed the rest of the way. I emptied the dirt to the farthest corner. A lot more dirt was going to fill this room, and it was better to use space wisely. Then back down I went. By the time I did all that, Fritz had loaded five or six times the amount of dirt into the room. I needed to work faster. So I did, but it didn't take many more trips up and down the ladder to realize I'd never been able to keep up with them. I was already getting tired. Maybe Fritz's job required more muscle, but I became convinced that mine was harder. I filled the bucket with as much dirt as I could possibly lift, and then I balanced that climb, climbing the ladder. After only an hour, my arms were beyond tired and my legs were worse. I became thirstier and the overalls were so warm and I wondered how long it would take before I could take them off. Fritz eventually noticed me slowing down and told me to just to stay on top and empty the bucket for a while. He would do the work of filling it and climbing the ladder. His buckets were more full than mine had been. Only after, 
After only a few trips, he doubled the size of our dirt pile in the room. After an hour of this, he handed me another bucket and said, Most of the dirt that I dug out is emptied. Do you think we should quit for the night? Yes. He was going to end his sentence any other way. I wasn't interested. Come back down into the shelter, Gerda. You need to see how far we've gotten. The hope tone of his voice gave new strength in my legs, and I hurried back down the ladder. As tired as I was, I still thought it was the most fabulous thing I've ever seen. We were probably at least as far as the exterior wall of the welcome building, which meant we we were to end up in the surface, we would be openly standing inside the death strip, somewhere between those two impassable walls of the East Berlin border. We still had a long way to go, and I wasn't kidding myself about that. But if the rest of our digging went as well as today had gone, we would be on the other side in no time, maybe even farther. Why bother stopping once we were in the West Berlin? I said laughing. Couldn't we keep tunneling if we reach France? Absolutely, he said with a grin. I'll make that tunnel come right beneath the Eiffel Tower, and we'll have the most original view of it anyone has ever seen. We laughed at that as we stripped off our overalls and hung them over on the bench on the other end of the shelter. We set the bucket and shovel beside them, and we climbed the lap up the ladder and replaced the heavy door above it. There's no point covering the door with dirt, I said. I had done that in the past visits to hide the door in case someone did happen to look over here. But now, if someone looked in, they were bound to see the piles of fresh dirt in the corner. They know right away something was up. We wouldn't be able to hide the evidence of our tunnel, and all we could do is hope that nobody would look. Fritz agreed with me that he said an extra important and replaced the boards over the windows so they look undisturbed. Maybe I'll even reinforce them with new boards, he said. I'll make it impossible for someone to peek inside. After we got out in the evening light, we realized overalls might protect our clothes, but our faces and hands were both smeared with dirt. This won't do, Fritz said. We look like we've been tunneling. Nothing else could explain our appearance. I pointed to the pond and the far end of the dirt patch and the irrigation river running through it. The problem was that when we get there, we had to leave a shadow of the wall. And Fritz looked around us too. They'll see our footprints here. Better we see them over there like the gardeners would be instead of the nearer the building. We'll have to take the risk at some point. If they come, if they come, we'll show them where we want to put the garden. I straightened up beside him and thought my legs felt numb. We casually walked toward the pond, and once there, we lay on our stomachs and washed our hands and arms and faces. So far, nobody had come. Maybe this was okay with the guards. Maybe. We wouldn't wash more, but a dark was coming fast, and we knew the guards in the watchtower would have spotted us by now. They didn't seem to mind that we were standing in, in the land, but their feelings would change after a curfew, which was strictly enforced. It was time to go. Tomorrow we must bring water to drink, I told them as we hurried home. Yes, and some food. I smi a smile started in the center of my heart and warmed every inch of me. No matter how hard today had been, how hungry, tired, and thirsty we both were, Fritz planned to tunnel again tomorrow too. All right, so they are definitely tunneling, and I like how um, he used those overalls as a way to cover his body Um and to have it over their clothes too as well. However, he did use the money that mama sent them um, for food. So that might be a problem later. They don't have much food in order for them to survive. Um, so I want you to be thinking about this. Are they making the right decision? Is this something that they should be doing um, or are they going to get in trouble? So that's kind of what I want you to be thinking about. All right. And we will conclude and go from uh, there. We'll see you guys in chapter 21. We'll